Welcome to Project Giveback Connects, an extension of Project Giveback in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Giveback Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hello everyone and welcome to Project Give Back Connects Season 2, Episode 9. Tonight's show is all about the theme, We Rise When We Fall. Quick story, I was 11 years old and went to overnight camp for my very first time. I'd never been, it was a big deal. And I was going with a girlfriend of mine. I didn't know anyone at the camp, arrived up at the camp and my girlfriend decided she didn't wanna be my friend anymore. And everyone in the cabin decided they didn't wanna be my friend and nobody gave me a chance. They disliked me without even knowing me. Well, needless to say, it was the worst summer of my life. And I remember being home after the summer and sitting in front of the mirror and looking at myself, really looking at myself in the mirror. And I was looking at my eyes and I said to myself, Ellen, you are never ever going to treat anyone the way those girls treated you. So I made that pact with myself and it's 42 years later and I kept my word. So it's very true. When we fall, we rise. And I've never, ever forgotten that, that experience ever. It made me into the person I feel I am today. So with that theme in mind, we have an expert in this area here today, and her name is Melissa Oziel. She is a mother of four daughters. She's the owner of the Speech and Language Associates of Toronto. She's an executive function coach and specializes in helping children build their communication skills, their confidence, and their daily living and social skills. And she's also a really good dancer, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Anyway, welcome, Melissa. It's so nice to have you here. Welcome to Project Give Back Connects. Thank you so much for having me. It's really such an honor, and I'm so excited to talk about this topic in general. You know, I'm, as you mentioned, an SLP. I'm also a mom of four, and everything you know, my kids in general have shaped every part of me and who I am, not only as a parent, you know, not only as a person, but even as a therapist. And I truly believe that, you know, with through all my experiences working with kids at camps, as a dance teacher, uh, volunteering with special needs, my biggest job became building confidence. So I strive and my goal in life was always to become a confidence builder. So first off, how do we build confidence? You know, there's so many things right now in today's world that makes confidence building such a difficult task. Between, you know, this whole COVID situation we have right now where lives are just not normal to um, social media, pretty much mediating who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to look like, 
um, how we're supposed to talk even, and the trends that we're supposed to follow. Building confidence has become such a challenging thing to attain, not only for adults, but for kids as well. So my goal is to advocate for all the kids that I work for and with, um, for my children and to ensure that they gain and they understand their own value. So again, how do we do that? I'm known to be a little bit of a pusher, um, especially with my students. So what I mean by that is, you know, they're a little like love taps, but I know that so many times we kind of set our limits, right? We say, this is what I can do. And I'm going to be the one behind you that gives you kind of a little bit of a love tap so you can move a little bit forward. And every step of the way, you're going to get further and further and further. And you might fail along the way. You might fail. But what I want every person that I work with and every person around the world to understand, with each failure comes great success. It's not the failure that's going to make you successful, but how you kind of take that failure, really learn from it, and then try again. Right? It's never, I don't know, I think it was Kobe Bryant who said, you know, it's never actually a failure until you decide to quit. And that's exactly it. We always have to be pushing ourselves just one step further one step further. And if every day we're pushing ourselves just a little bit out of our comfort zone, we're going to end up achieving such beautiful things. So again, how are we going to build beautiful, bright, resilient, fearless children? The only way to do that is to let them fail and then let them pick themselves up, problem solve, and try again and again and again. I can tell you a really funny story. You say I'm a great dancer. When I was young, you know, I danced competitively my entire life and I always remembered my dances. However, my solos, I could never remember. And I remember the first time I was on stage alone and I blanked out and I froze. And I'm talking about froze for like a good five, 10 seconds. It felt like an eternity. And finally, I just let it go. And my body did what it was supposed to do. Now, I got off stage and I cried miserably. I was, it was painful. It hurt so bad. How could that happen? But just like you, Ellen, that night I went to bed and I said, I will never allow that to happen to me again. I might forget my moves and I'm okay with that, but I'm never going to freeze. I'm never going to, you know, stop. I'm just going to, I'm never going to quit. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to push forward and to make what I'm doing my own. And so that's what I did. Every night before competition, I would sit in my bed and visualize all the different dances that I could create. And I literally created one, a new one, every single time. My dance teachers were not so excited about it. However, my friends loved it and they would come and they would watch and they would wanna see what I was changing and what I was doing. And in that moment, I realized that it was kind of a failure, right? I failed on stage, but then I learned how to persevere and I learned how to make changes and adapt. And in the future, I actually became a really great choreographer, probably a better choreographer than I was a dancer. And that became a goal that I had. So I was able to achieve that goal through my failure from earlier. Why? Because I observed myself, I evaluated what I did wrong, I tweaked some things, and then I pushed really hard. So for our parents out there, you know, this is a really challenging task. It's so hard to see our kids failing. It's so hard to see our kids struggling and in pain. And we want to be supportive. But we have to ask ourselves, when is support too much? 
in order for our kids to be able to problem solve, and I'm talking to all of you guys out there, in order for you all to problem solve, you have to practice problem solving and you have to practice failing and getting up and trying things a new way and a different way. And so for all my parents that you know will eventually listen to this, I hope the idea is let your kids fail. By doing that, you're showing them that you believe in them. You're showing them that you trust them and their choices. You're going to be there to support them along the way. And our kids are going to thrive and they're going to be such beautiful human beings that look at life, not from one scope, but from so many, and eventually be able to choose things that work for them. So let's go back to the original question. What is the one thing that makes us successful and that makes us confident? And I'm going to go back and say it's failure. And you're all going to think I'm crazy, but I promise you it is failure. Okay. How can we do this? How does failure make us stronger? Well, with each failure, it depends on how we respond. So for all of you out there, I want you to really think closely. How do you respond when things don't quite go your way? How do things, you know, how do you respond when you do fail or when you can't do what you're expecting or wanting to do, or it's not working out the way you want? Do you hide? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated? Or do you take it all in and then move forward? And we have to be honest with ourselves because some people are better than, at this than others. And that's okay. But that's where that little love tap comes in, right? That little person behind you, whether it's your parent or me or a friend that gives you that little push and says, hey, you can do it. Let's go just that one step a bit further. How can we do that? It is scary. And I know, I know that failing is scary. But we have to change our mindset on that word. We have to say, hey, failing is not a bad word. It's not a negative word. It shouldn't have a negative connotation. It should be a place where we say, no, failure is a stepping stone for success. It's the next way that we're going to get there. It's how we're going to move on to the next level. It's how we're going to progress and evolve as humans and as children and as students and as workers, whatever it is that you plan to do in your life. For every goal that you have, you might fail along the way, and that's okay. But how are you going to evaluate yourself and see how you can push yourself forward? For, you know, for kids, what I want you to know is in life, I want you to, you know, really, really, really set a hundred different goals. I'm still, I'm 40, I'm old and I, more than 40, I should say. And I am setting goals for myself every single day. I picked up skiing. I'm not great. I'm not great. I'm putting that out there. I am not a good skier. However, at 40, I put on a pair of skis. That was my goal. I was not going to let my kids ski without me. I needed to somehow be able to follow along so that we can have those experiences together. I plan in the future to do really great things like interior design and fashion design. Those are things that I love to do in the future. I've taken up dance, as Ellen mentioned earlier. Those were goals that I set for myself. And trust me, it was super, super scary but I did it and I'm working through it and I'm getting better every single day. And that's all that you can do. It's sort of that ready, set, fire kind of mentality. You think of a goal. I don't want you to plan out all the steps. I don't want you to have a perfect idea of how this is going to turn out. It will not turn out that way. I want you to just fire and just do it. Don't be afraid to just do it. And then you evaluate, what could I have done differently? 
How could I have made this a bit smoother? What should I change right now so that I know that the end result is gonna be how I want it to be or maybe even better? Don't be afraid to set those goals for yourself. Don't be afraid to try new things and fail and pick yourself up and dust yourself off and do it again and again and again until you get to where you wanna be. It might be scary, but you do it with your fear and realize that you have your family to support you and to back you up. When things are too easy, you appreciate them in the moment, but you don't appreciate them in life. You kind of kind of forget about it, right? If your parents buy you a new phone and you don't, you haven't had to work for it. You have your phone, you're so thankful for that one day, maybe a week, maybe even a year. And after that, eh, it's old news. But when you've worked at something and you've failed at something, and then you've tried again and again, and you've worked your butt off to get to it. That is something that you will carry with you for the rest of your life. And that's what brings confidence, right? You have the resilience, you have the grit, right? In life, you need grit. You need to be able to like scrounge and, and fight for things. And you need to fight for yourself and for your confidence and appreciate your failure so that you can have these undeniable beautiful successes in your life and you can achieve anything that you want. So why do we need to fail? Why do we need to fail? Because when we're down here, we can build ourselves up and we can, we can create who we wanna be as humans and who we wanna be as people and what we wanna give to the world. Society is always kind of celebrating the end result, right? Like you finally did this. I don't want you to celebrate the end result. I want you to celebrate your epic journey to get there. I want you to really think how hard you worked, appreciate your incredibleness and your, I don't even know if that's a word, but you know, all of these awesome things that you've done. And I want you to say, I've done it and don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't. I want you to realize that it's totally okay to fail because with that failure, you are achieving everything that you want and you're actually building yourself up as a human being and as an incredible person. With failure comes learning experiences, knowledge, again, resilience and growth, right? You become this mature human being that takes a really rough year at summer camp and then turns it into something, a promise to yourself of who you're gonna be. And that is the growth that we want for everybody. For, for the parents out there, you know, this is something that I've ingrained in my mind and in my life is I need to model what I want for my kids. You know, I want my kids to be fearless. I need to be fearless. I need to pretend to be fearless. They don't have to know that I'm actually fearing it. But, you know, we have to be who we want our kids to be. And if we want our kids to be confident, we need to speak with confidence. And if we want to, our kids to be fearless and not, you know, be risk takers, we need to do that also. So, Take time and think about things that you want to achieve. Be terrified through it, but actually go ahead and do it and then talk it out with your kids because they're going to be so proud of who you are and so proud of what you've accomplished. And then they're going to be willing to take those risks and really go for what they believe their true identity should be. And they can be weird and they can be unique and they can be unbelievable because they're no longer fearing what the world around them you know, is judging, but rather who they want to be with their own value system. So I urge you all, fail. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. That's it.
Thank you, Melissa. What a, bear, what a powerful, powerful message to all of us. So our musical performer tonight, um, you guys met him last year because he sang at one of our Connects episode. We've known him for years. He used to come and sing to Jakey on Sundays and he has this massive heart, but a gift I'm so excited to share with you today. His name is Ethan Young, and he was the winner of CTV's The Launch, and he's here with us today. Welcome, Ethan Young. Thank you, Ellen. Um, so today I'm going to be singing an unreleased song called You, and um, it's not really about anyone specific, but more rather about all the times I felt left out and singled out, and I think this song just really embodies all those feelings I was going through during that time. So here it goes. I hope you guys enjoy it. Anyone leave you out? My goodness. 
but we grow from that, right, Ethan? And look at you, look what you're doing. I can't wait for that to be released. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. So good, right, everyone? Oh, love that boy. <laughs> so next up are our shining stars. We have two of them tonight. They were part of Project Give Back two years ago. And since our year together, boy, have they just blossomed. It is so exciting to watch them and to share them with you tonight. I could talk to you about what they do, but they're much better at it than me. So please welcome Olivia Sherman and Maya Kazam. Welcome, guys. Thank you. So hi, my name is Olivia. And I'm, I just want to start off by saying thank you um, for having me tonight, because this is such an incredible opportunity for me to tell you all a bit about Share Our Smiles and how our small idea came to life. So when we were in grade four, we were lucky enough to be visited weekly by Ellen for Project Give Back. And after hearing Ellen's story and how passionate she is about helping others, I wanted to do something that would really help people in need. So one of my classmates did their PGB project on the Seton House. The Seton House is an incredible men's shelter that sleeps up to 600 men each night. We were so fortunate to have Renata, who's an amazing and outstanding woman who works at the Seton House, come talk to our class about what her job is like and what she does every day to help people who are experiencing homelessness. Renata described the incredible feeling she gets when she's helping others, the feeling of happiness after making someone else so happy. I kept thinking about how lucky Renata is to have that feeling every single day. I knew I had to do something to try to make a difference, even if it wasn't a big one at first. Before Renata visited us, I had researched the most needed items by people experiencing homelessness. I, bought, I brought in eight bags full of different necessities for someone who's living on the streets, such as socks, hats, water bottles, snacks, and more. I gave these bags to Renata to hand out at the Seton House. After making and giving her these bags, I had the heartwarming feeling that she first spoke about, the feeling of happiness after making another person happy. Let me tell you, it has got to be one of the best feelings in the whole world. Then I started thinking about what else I could do to help more than just a few people, to make a difference in people's lives and have that feeling more often. A few weeks later, the COVID-19 pandemic took over and the whole world went into lockdown. Maya and I spent a lot of time thinking about all the huge problems in the world and how many people are being affected by them. Then we started to think of ways that we could help these people. The truth is, a lot of time when you look at a bad situation in the world, you can think to yourself, well, I don't have to worry about that. Are there other people fixing that? Or that's not my job. If everyone thought like that, then nothing will ever be done. In reality, it's everyone's job. We're all living on the same earth together, and we need to be there for people when they're in need. Instead of looking at homelessness and thinking, it's not our job, Maya and I thought we're the ones that need to do our part to help put an end to homelessness. So instead of sitting at home in quarantine, we took action. We started off by brainstorming ways we could help our community. Since it was fun and easy making care kits, we thought we could try something like that. We made lists of supplies we would need, fundraisers we could do, and where we, where we could give our baskets. After that, we came up with the name Share Smiles. The reason behind our name, Share Smiles, is that we were all so fortunate. I know that most of you can say that you have smiled at least five times just today. 
The sad thing is, is that for many people who are in very hard situations, can't say the same. The idea behind share smiles is that if you smile so much, then why don't you share it with someone who doesn't? Our idea for share a smile is a bit like Lego. We start off with all the separate pieces waiting to be put together. The difference is there is no instruction manual, nothing saying you have to do this or that. We had to be creative and think of ways that we can make it work. We put our ideas together and made a website, sharesmiles.org. The website was like our base. Then we started adding different things to the base, such as new care kits, pictures, emails, and other things like that. Then we started adding more details, such as the blog. As our layer creation became bigger and bigger, we started raising more and more money. Our small charity continued to grow. As I said before, there's no instruction manual, meaning there's no end to what we were doing. We're hoping to continue with Share Smiles for a, um, a long time and set more ambitious goals for ourselves towards helping as many people as we can. We're always in looking for new shelters to donate to and adding more care kits, information, and pictures on our website and Instagram. We're always adding more little Lego pieces to our wonderful creation. Thank you so much for taking the time to hear all about Share Your Smiles and how we started. Now I'm going to pass it over to Maya, who will tell you some more about our care kit drop-offs and what we are doing today to work towards making a difference. Thank you. Hi, as Olivia said, my name is Maya. And before I start, I would like to say thank you to Olivia for giving you all such a great introduction to how we started and, a little, and our little inspiration for this initiative. I will explain to you a little more about how we started raising money. Then I will go into more detail about some of the drop-offs and fundraisers that we have done, along with what we're doing to this very day. We first began this journey by selling something as simple as beaded bracelets and mask chains. We spread the word about these products to our family and friends. After they purchased these bracelets, the money we raised went towards our first round of baskets. Once we raised some money, we were able to create five baskets that were then delivered to the Seedon House. These baskets were filled with things that are everyday necessities, such as clothing and toiletries. After we delivered these care kits, we felt motivated to continue and expand with our new organization. Seeing the smiles on people's faces when they received these baskets and the gratitude they showed us made us feel so happy inside. It showed us that what we we're doing means something and that we're helping people. Then, from that point on, we continue to do our best to get people to donate. After receiving enough donations, we were able to make many more job offs to different shelters such as Scott Mission and the Red Door Family Shelter. Recently, we've completed a school-wide drive to support the Andion Women and Children Shelter. Students brought in items to continue to, to contribute to this drive, and some people donated online. The donations we received for the Andion Shelter were extremely generous. We were able to collect many needed items. The donations that we gathered from our school community enabled us to create around 20 baskets, with lots of extra supplies, such as diapers and feminine products. We're always looking for new shelters to donate to and new ways to get people involved in our journey and to, and to do their part to decrease homelessness. If you want to become a part of the Sherry Smiles community and help us reach our goal, we always are making sure to keep our website, sherrysmiles.org, and our Instagram page, at sherrysmilesofficial, updated on our recent projects. We want to quickly say a huge thank you to Ellen, not just for having us on tonight, but for being such a big inspiration to us. Sherry Smiles would not exist if it wasn't for you. 
and a big thank you to all of you for taking the time to learn more about Share Your Smiles and what we're doing to help people who are experiencing homelessness in Toronto. Have a great night, and remember, you're, you're never, never too young to make a difference. You guys just blow my mind. That was so phenomenal. Can you believe they're in grade six? Like just, I'll tell you, if there are more kids like you, I am so not worried about our future leaders. <laughs> Boy, you are setting such an example for so many. And thank you for what you do. Just truly phenomenal. Thank you for sharing with us today. Okay, guys, it's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay at One to Give. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi. Maya and Olivia, you two are so unreal. I can't believe you're only in grade six. Um, I can't wait to watch what else you do and how you grow on Instagram and more. And just way to go. You guys are so inspiring. This week at One to Give, instead of helping a shelter and organization, we worked on helping one family. We had a teacher at a school come to us and tell us about one family who was transitioning from precarious housing and out of the shelter system. And we really got a sense of how many things it takes to start over. Little things like cleaning supplies, kitchenware that you don't get at a food bank, furniture, bedding. And what we did is we had this family give us a wish list. And in that way, we weren't assuming what people need. We were simply asking and being an ally. And it was so amazing because in 48 hours, we filled the entire wish list. And it was an opportunity to give one family a fresh start. And sometimes that's how change is done, one by one. And we just um, think people connected a lot with this cause of one family at a time. So continue to follow us on Instagram at one to give to where we hope to do this again. And as always, continue small acts of change because kindness is contagious. Thank you, Lindsay. That is so wonderful. And we're all following you and hopefully we're all contributing to your amazing cause. Thank you for what you do. Thank you Thank for you. that. So everyone, that wraps up today's episode. I just wanna thank you all for being here so much. Uh, please share this episode with anyone who you think will enjoy it. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Project Give Back Connects. So let's remember to be kind to one another. Let's embrace one another. Let's learn from one another. And everyone, we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. Open your heart today